Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Defining Audacity radio show and podcast is on now. He's going in there and he is wiping your waffle cone on his butt. That's weird. Now you got angry blonde chick on your hands. Shauna and Drew are about to go wheels off while inspiring you to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. Here they are in all their glory, Drew Myers and Shauna Glenn. I bet someone is about to say, let's ride. Hi, Shauna. Hello, Drew. Welcome to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. Welcome you. What are you drinking? Mm, protein shake. Does that make you poop? <sighs> everything with you. Not everything. It just seems like it would make you poop. It's like chocolate milk in a box. Okay. Anyway, no, it's just, um, it just fills the need of my hunger right now. Fills the need of my <laughs> hunger. Who talks like that? <laughs> um, people who are... Craving carbs like a mofo. (laughs) (laughs) Mofo's not said enough on this show. I like that. Mofo. This is a Let's Ride episode. We're in the front seat of a really nice Chevy Silverado pickup. It is, describe the color. It's red. It's not red. Okay, well then why ask me? It's red. Are you colorblind? It's burgundy. You're a designer. It's red. And the color you came up with was red. When yeah, you're describing red. colors to your, your it's clients. Cr- it's crimson. Crimson, yes. Perfect. It's not burgundy. So much better crimson than red. <laughs> what color are you going to paint my walls? Purple. <laughs> not violet, purple. Uh, something Shauna Glenn has never said. What color are you going to paint my walls? Purple. <laughs> <laughs> You've never said that? I've never said that. You, I do not I do not use purple in any of my designs. You Isn't use weird? one paint color. Modern Gray by Sherwin-Williams. Boring. Purple. Yes, purple goes with everything. It's basically a neutral. Speaking of design stuff, Mm -hmm. I want you to talk about something that you're doing on your Instagram page. Oh, it's really fun. And everyone who listens should go there and try to win. Well, tell them where to go. Go to um, Instagram.com backslash Shauna Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) Or just go on Instagram and look me up and follow me. Shauna Glenn, S-H-A-U-N-A-G-L-E-N-N. We are doing Shauna's Favorite Things, 12 Days of Giveaways. So starting today, um, and we are recording this on... December 3rd. Yeah. We are once a day giving away for the next 12 business days. So weekends not included in that. So confusing. We're giving something away every day, and they're really nice things. And these are things you like? These are things that I like. And we reached out to our favorite artists and designers and said, hey, we love this that you have on your site would you like to give us one so we can give away to one of our followers and so they did we got uh, so much stuff and we're giving it away okay what are you giving away today today is a it's a pink oval tray and has a um leopard on it it's by the designer dana gibson does it say joy on it no it's not christmas things it retails for 170 dollars and we're giving one away to a lucky person Okay. 
All you have to do well, is... Well, I saw something on your Instagram page and it said joy on it, but I saw a leopard also. Oh, that was a pillow. I, I just styled it. You styled the giveaway thing? I styled the tray. Each day it's going to be styled. I mean, I'm not just going to have a picture of the, the thing. It's going to be so styled. Confusing. Give me another example. I want to know if I need to enter. Um, Am I ca- eligible? A caftan. A caftan? Yes. I already have a caftan. He gets weirded out during thunderstorms. Not sleep caftan. Caftan. It's like a robe. It's You can use it as a loungewear. You can wear it as a bathing suit cover-up. It's really pretty. Uh, we have a tote bag. We have... What kind of tote bag? Um, it's a leather, really pretty leather tote bag. Can you use it as a computer bag? Yes. Big enough? Yes, it's big enough. Okay, what do I have to do to win this? You have to go on there. Mm-hmm. Mm, you have to like it. You have to follow the person that you're entering for that day okay. also. So, like today, you would like Dana Gibson. Shout out to Dana. Um, and then um, tag two friends who would like to join in the giveaway also. Okay, I can do that. And then every night at 9 o'clock Central... The lucky winner will be drawn at random and notified in their DMs. Uh, Kaylin's going to slide into your DM and tell you you won. Mm, no comment. <laughs> Listen, am I eligible to win or am yes. I too close? Too close I'm not to related what? to you. I don't know. There's got to be rules in place. Too for close to the edge? Too close to the fire? Too, too close to your inner circle? No. I mean, we're, yeah, it's not... Nep- uh, you, no, you can be a nepotist. Thank you. Or a Baptist or an Episcopalian <laughs> or whatever you want to be. Okay. No, you're not too close. Anybody is eligible to play along. Are you giving away any artwork? Um, no, there's not any artwork. Now, there's, like, we have these leather coasters by this designer in New York named um, Lillian Farag, and she hand-painted these leather coasters, So, and they're really pretty. So, yes, I guess you could call those usable artwork. But not, like, pieces of art from, like, Captain Casual. No. Although I could probably throw a piece of his in and he'd be fine with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll take a piece of his art. Okay, cool. <laughs> and the tote. <laughs> you can keep the leather coasters. Okay. No, and a couple of throw blankets and blah, blah. Um, a really pretty silk sleep mask. Oh. Do you think that would help me sleep? A sleep mask? Um, I think uh, Tylenol PM would ha- probably help you sleep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, last night was bad. Really? Yeah. I was up a lot. Really? Sorry. It's all right. Um, I can't help you there. But I'm thinking sleep mask. No, you need earplugs and a sleep mask and like a fan blowing on your face and a Tylenol PM. And weed. It's a four-part process. Okay. That's hard to say. Four-part process. Yeah. Four-part process. Four-part process. It is hard to say. (laughs) Four-part process. Four-part process. Um, We have a good show today. This is a Let's Write episode. I mentioned that. We're going to get deep out of the gate. You're losing people. They're like off. They're like, oh, I'll fast forward to the next episode. I'm going to get very real. Really? Yes. And you're to blame, actually. Oh, geez. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. What did I do? I'm just over here looking cute and everything, and you blame me. You gave me a bullet journal for my birthday. Okay. And that got the ball rolling today. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to let everybody behind the curtain. I think okay. it's time. Okay. We're also going to do a Would You Rather Okay. for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that'll be a good show. Okay. So thanks to our friends at Classic Chevrolet Buick GMC of Cleburne for getting us down the road and styling this really nice crimson Chevy Silverado pickup. Say it, Shauna. Let's ride. Drew and Shauna try to make everything awkward as fast as they can. This is the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. Welcome back to this Let's Ride episode of Defining Audacity. She's Shauna. I'm Drew. Let's get real. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and throw out some spoiler alerts. God is involved in this conversation. Okay? 
In a good way or a bad way? Are you pro or con? Pro or con God? Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you stand on. This is my story, my belief. No, my... I know. That's what I'm saying. Is it pro-God or is it For not? me? Yeah. It's pro-God. Okay. All right. Let me just kind of give you a little preface to the story. Mm-hmm. You know this, but our listeners do not, that I am starting counseling. And I had a counseling session set up for tomorrow, December 4th. And that counselor called me and said, I do not take your insurance, so don't come. Or come and bring cash. So I said, thanks, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that, and I shared this with somebody... They made me fill out a survey mm-hmm. to go before I went to see the counselor. And I checked some things on there. I was very real. Um, I did not check the suicidal mm-hmm. button because I'm not suicidal. But I did check some things like I'm having destructive thoughts. And I sometimes want to harm myself. Not in a bad way. Just like anyway. run over your foot with your car and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, you know, maybe. What's going on with you? Why are you sad? Um, I don't think I'm sad. I'm just navigating. How about that? Anyway, then she calls and is like, "Uh, I don't accept your insurance. Anyway, she canceled her counseling session. But my cousin Mary, who is an ordained minister and a spiritual mentor, invited me for coffee this morning. Okay. So I went over and talked to Mary and we had a really good session. Um, Had a lot of breakthroughs, but I shared something with her that I journaled this morning. She asked me to start the session. She said, what are you doing to feed your soul? What is Drew doing to make Drew better? What's the answer? One of the things I'm doing is I'm praying. Okay. And for a long time, I did not pray. Why? Um, I didn't feel like um, I was worthy. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I know. It's deep. But I've been doing a better job. Let me tell you why I'm doing a better job. I saw the movie Mr. Rogers, whatever it's called, Mm -hmm. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood Mm -hmm. or whatever. And Fred Rogers prayed every night for people, some that he knew well, some that he didn't know at all, mm-hmm. by first name and last name. And there's a scene in the movie where he's kneeled by his bed and he's got this journal open, kind of like the bullet journal you gave me. And he's just reading people's names, not saying, um, I pray for Shauna Glenn for this reason, or I pray for Crash Myers for this reason. He's just saying their name. And I started doing that. So inside my prayer journal is a, or inside my bullet journal is a prayer list of people's names, first and last names, and I just read them out loud. Okay. Very, very, very powerful. Okay. Okay. This is what I shared with Mary, and this is what I journaled about this morning before I met with Mary. This is where it's going to get very deep. Okay? Mm-hmm. Thing number one is, and I'm going to try to do this without getting upset. I got upset this morning, is, so I pray for Tanya Myers. I pray for Crash Myers. I pray for Eileen Myers. I pray for Ali Ramirez, my sister, and just on and on. Some of the people on this list, I don't know, Shauna. They're friends of friends or they're people I've seen on Facebook. My friend Kristen on Facebook, I use friend very loosely. Her dad got out of the hospital. I asked her, I said, what is your dad's first name and last name? Because I'm being very intentional with my prayer. She said, Ed Bell. So Ed Bell is on my prayer list. I don't know Ed Bell, Mm -hmm. but she asked people to pray, and I am. Okay. So at one point during the prayer, when I do this, I pray for... Drew Myers. And I get upset every time I do it. Why? Because I don't feel like I'm worthy of said prayer. I told you it was going to get real and deep. Yeah. But every single time. So I'm not trying to, you know, get free counseling out of you. I'm just sharing this because, A, I journaled about this morning and then Mary and I talked about it. But that is real. So I'm going down the list. And maybe I say my name first or maybe I say my name last. It's usually last. If I remember to say my name, but if I say my name, I get upset 
when but I say it. what have you done? Why, why aren't you worthy? I don't know. Why don't you like you? I don't know. You know it's hard for other people to like you until you like yourself. I know. And that's hard because I want people to like me. Right. But why would people like you if you don't think you're likable? I don't know. Good question. Well, you are likable. You're uh, one of the nicest, most caring people I know. For the mere fact that you pray for people, um, you know, is that says a lot about your character. You always check in. Um, you're not, I feel like when I talk to you, you're not thinking ahead to what you're going to say next. You're really listening. It's true. You check back with people. You follow up. And a lot of people don't do that. You could, you could say something to somebody um, and it could be very, you know, it's something you're going through, something you're challenged by. And you tell that person and they're into it in the moment, but then they never check back, follow, follow up. Hey, you know, I know you were struggling with this or so-and-so was sick. How's all that going? You're always checking back in with people. So you are definitely worth it. I don't understand where the breakdown is. I, I don't know. I don't, How are you going to be know. a successful father and husband and friend to yourself if you don't feel like you're worth it? I don't know. Well, we got to fix it. Okay, I'm working on it. Working through it. Okay. So that's thing number one. Okay. Thing number two is, as I'm reading through this list, again, there are strangers on this list. Mm -hmm. Friends of friends or um, people that have hurt people that I care for. Okay. And when I read those names... I get upset as well. Not as upset as when I say my name, but I get upset and I start to wonder if I'm on anybody's prayer list. Is anybody praying for me? I bet the answer to that is yes. I would hope so, but I don't know. How would I know? Well, it, and, and honestly, it's none of your business. And it's true. That's right. So you are, just know, you're definitely on Mary. Mary's prayer list, yes. I, can, I, can, I can firmly say that when Mary... Collier says, I am going to pray for you. She is praying for me. Yes. I believe that. And Probably that, my mother's. Yes. Okay. Yes. That may be it. Okay. Okay. That's something. No, you're that's right. That's two more <laughs> than I'm on. So You don't know that. Well, it's see, and it's none of my business. So what is the difference whether you're on somebody's prayer list or not? Is Does that validate no, you as no, being worthy no, of prayer? No, not necessarily. But the Stuff that I'm going through, mm -hmm. I need to be on people's prayer list. Okay. I told Crash, did I tell you this? No. When they left to go to Tanya's parents for Thanksgiving, I talked to Crash about why I wasn't going, and um, I wanted him to have all the fun, and I said, I need you, because Crash normally does the prayers at meals and stuff. He's a good prayer, and I said, I need you to pray for Daddy. That's hard to tell your nine-year-old son that you need him to pray for you, but it's the truth. Right. Did he ask why or did he just say okay? He said okay. There you go. Listen, I don't pray. I know you don't. But I do think about people and I do say into the universe, you know, I really want that person to be okay. So I will do that for you. I appreciate that. Yes. Can you not pray for peace and understanding? Does that make sense? Yes. So instead of just being okay, just say, hey, Universe. Please give Drew peace, peace and, and understanding. Because normally the people that are on my list, that's what I'm praying for. Mm -hmm. There's not really much more I can ask for. Yeah, not for like a new bike. No, okay. you know, a million dollars, mm -hmm. or, unless the their situation is very, very specific. Health is is a good one, mm -hmm. but peace and understanding that goes a long way. And for me, I think that's exactly where I'm at. So, can I add someone to your prayer list? Absolutely. The Richmond family. I found out yesterday, um, one of my daughter, Harley, her best friend, Irene, her papa died yesterday. Okay. And he is a very 
integral part of, you know, Harley's life because he is the person who would pick up Irene and Harley. And sometimes I would meet with him to, you know, he would help out because Irene's parents worked and I couldn't always be there. And Papa was always uh, the one dropping off the kids and picking them up. And he died suddenly of a heart attack yesterday. And so the Richmond, the Richmond family, I reached out to them. In fact, when we finish up here, I'm going to deliver food to their house because I don't want them to have to worry about any of that stuff today. So Papa passed away and um, they are very sad because it was so sudden. Um, But um, they're going to be okay. Okay. So the the Richmond family. I can definitely do that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you this again. I asked you recently. Okay. Is there anything that I can pray for you about? Um, you know, Harley's kind of going through some things right now, so she could probably she could probably stand some some good words okay. with the guy upstairs. So yeah. okay, so I'm gonna put Harley on there, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put you on there. Okay, because I know anytime you put a kid on there, mm-hmm. you need to put their parents also, okay. because they're directly impacted. I think. Yes, I bet people listening have you on their prayer list. Well, I hope I would love that. Thank you if you do. If you are a prayerful person, I would love to be on your prayer list because I need it right now. I am navigating some shit. Well, can you give us some juicy bits? Just one bit. What's going on? Well, my gosh. I don't feel worthy of God's love. I don't feel worthy of praying for myself. That's enough, right? Eh, it's not juicy enough. Oh, you want, like, scandal? Yeah. Um. Come on, you got to give the people something. Oh, my gosh. This is actually came up this morning. Okay. Do I? Do I not? You, you have know. made me tell some really, you know, desperately personal things about myself. Yes, but those are funny. This is... No, it's not funny. You poop it on the side of the house is funny. Okay, that was funny. But other things... When you that pooped I've... yourself in your office and you had to throw your undies away, that's funny. Okay, well, that's not the stuff I'm talking about. I'm talking about the stuff about, you know, how I feel about... My, you know, my beliefs and stuff. That's hard to say because it's not popular. It's not the norm. But it's who okay, I am. Okay, how about we do this? We'll wrap this segment up. We'll turn the mics off for half a second. I will ask you if you think it is appropriate to bring up on the show. And then we'll either delve back into it or we'll do a, would you rather? Why don't you just say, say it, it? And then we can edit it out? Yeah. So if, so if all of a sudden this cuts off and we come back with, like, making fart noises, you know that I said, no, I don't think you should share that. I was sexually abused when I was a kid. Okay. Are you going to make any fart noises? Nope. Um, and I won't get, obviously get into details of what happened, but um, what has stuck with me is how people in my life mm-hmm. reacted to it. And I remember exactly... We were living on Truman Court. I remember where it happened. I remember where I was sitting when I sat down with the family afterwards. How old were you? Um, that I don't remember. Um, I was probably five or six, if I had to guess. So you were, okay, so was, you were younger than 10. Oh, yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely, yes, yes, yes. But I was told by people in my family that that was unacceptable, that we didn't do that type of thing. And you were shamed, and you were the victim. Kind of. Okay. So, in the... I didn't realize this then. I realize this now at 45 years old that they didn't have my back. Mm. And I've carried that my whole life. That in other situations, if I don't feel like you have my back, 
Let me I'll ask cut you, you this. I mean, I'm, first off, I'm really, really sorry that that happened to you. That that is tragic and horrible, and it and you just have to know that it wasn't your fault. I Not, know. No part of it was your fault. I know. Here's the thing with things like that that happen. There's no, and you know this as a father. There's no instruction manual on how to handle something like that if that were to happen. That doesn't come up. There's no YouTube video you can watch on how to handle yourself in the situation. Behind the scenes, maybe behind closed doors, your family was freaking out, like wanting to murder somebody or are crying or hysterical, but they didn't know how to act in front of you without making you feel worse or, and they also didn't know how to make you feel better. And they, they might've handled it. And you know, if they said, we don't do that kind of thing or whatever, um, I mean, that's probably not the right reaction, but they probably had no idea what to do. Okay, I'll give them grace there. And you probably and you don't have any idea all the side or conversations behind closed door conversations that went on about this, right? Sure. No, no, I have no idea. That was it. Was that one thing, and that is the one thing that stuck with you. Have you ever thought of going back and asking, "Hey, when this happened, here was your reaction to me," and I've hung on to that my whole life thinking that you didn't have my back. Am I wrong? They may say to you, oh, gosh, honey, we did A, B, C, D. Or they may say, you know what? We failed you. We are so sorry. What's funny is this came up recently. I worked a camp in Granbury for neglected and abused kids. And this is kind of what reminded me of what happened. I had blocked it out to a certain degree. And after the camp... They sat down with all the counselors. I was the coach. I did all the fun activities. I didn't stay with the kids. I just came in there. We played dodgeball or whatever, and then I went home. And I did it for two years. But after the first year, they sat down with all of us, and they said, hey, we didn't tell you this beforehand, but we're going to tell you now. 98% of these kids that came through here were sexually abused. I was like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, Bobby and Sally and Susie and Eddie. And I was like, what great kids. My heart broke for them. But then I, I thought to myself, oh, my gosh. I was abused as a, as a kid should I not be working this camp? Should I, is, you know, the possibility of me potentially being a predator, that's where my mind went. So it was in my head. So then fast forward, my sisters and our spouses went to New Orleans for a little getaway, and we were at dinner one night, and it comes up. Who brought it up? I don't remember how or why it came up, but I remember just we were talking about growing up and things happening, and this incident that happened when I was a kid came up. Well, my sister, Susan... As soon as we land at Dallas Love Field, is on the phone with my mom. So my because she didn't know it was news to her. It was news to my sisters. Okay, and she brings it up to my mom, and so my mom calls me, and we end up going to dinner. My mom, my dad, Tanya, and the kids mm-hmm. to Big Cup in Glen Rose, Texas. And my mom's like, "Are you okay?" I, yeah, I guess I don't. That wasn't why I brought it up mm-hmm. to rehash everything. Um, Rehash? It sounds like you never hashed it. Well, that's true. I don't I don't know. But, so this has been, I would say, in the last three years from gate to gate, from working the camp to going to New Orleans to mm-hmm. where we sit right now, probably three, three and a half years. And you are stuck. Working through it, yes. But just the realization of things that have happened, especially recently, with people in my life, not naming any names, where I feel like they don't have my back. Mm-hmm. Now I know why I react the way that I do. Okay. If they're really close to me, I'll start to push them away. If they are fringe, 
friends and I don't feel like they have my back, I will cut them off. But do you have a conversation where you explain where you feel like you say, I just want to clear something up. I feel like if I need you, you're not there for me. Um, or do you depends just, on the person. Or you just, or you just cut them out without a conversation? Because I think if, if somebody, if I was close to somebody and, and say I have my own shit going on, so I'm not real locked in and present on, and, and I, I don't recognize that you need me. And so I'm not there for you the way you feel like I should be there for you because I got my own shit going on. Would you have a conversation with me or would you just adios and I'd be like, what happened to Drew? I mean. It, it depends on how good of friends we are. I would probably say something to you, um, but somebody else, maybe not. Yeah. Then again, I I put it back on me. I don't want to be a burden on anybody either. I want somebody to have my back to have my back. I don't yeah. want to be like, please have my back. Please give me another no, but morsel. I feel, no, please. but I feel like it's, I feel like it's, that's too simplistic. I feel like, you know, everybody has a story and everybody no has doubt. their stuff. No especially doubt. the more people involved, the more kids you have, the age of the kids, everyone's got their stuff. So everyone is very, very egocentric, even, you know, like me, 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 me. And that's just human nature. Sure. That's just biology. You, you got to take care of your yes. house first. So I feel like sometimes people reach out just because they're checking boxes, you know, okay. hey, you doing okay? You doing okay? You doing okay? Great. I can get back to me. And that's just where some people live. And that's okay. But, I, but you know that with the person, if you've okay. known them for any period of time, right? Yes. Then you have other people who are more checked in, who find peace uh, and distraction in helping other people through their problems because they're like, oh, I can't, you know, I don't want to deal with my shit right now. So that's I'm going to go. That's probably me. I want to go help this person because I feel like I'm doing something and it's a good distraction from my own mess, hmm. my own head trash. Yeah, that's probably me. So there's different degrees. So I think like putting people, um, you know, like either you have my back or you don't have my back is a little. Well, let me rephrase. Okay. I'm talking about people that appeared to have my back at one point and then didn't anymore. Okay. And again, I don't, I don't want to get into details on that sure. and, and bust anybody, but that's, that's kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I'm really sorry that you're struggling. It's Okay. But I'm, Mary said it best, I am my kind of trending upwards, my trajectory, trajectory, trajectory is, is going up. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm working on me, I'm focusing on me, and there's nothing else I can do at this point. I'm taking it day by day. Mm -hmm. But I, I just wanted to be very real in this segment. And I went back and forth as I was driving into Fort Worth. Do I want to talk about this? Do I not want to talk about this? But the bullet journal, which you gave me, and talking to Mary this morning, I was like, let's just do it. Yeah. I didn't really mean go down the... No, that's good, though. I think it helps a lot of people, you know, because I think a lot of times people feel like they're on an island. It's very can be your the stuff inside your head can can be very. Um, what's that word? Um, it can make you feel alone. Right. Isolating. That's the word I was looking for. It can be isolating and it gets so heavy. Um, and then you feel like nobody feels like you feel nobody's dealing with the stuff you're dealing with when we're all dealing with some version of each other's shit, you know? So um, I just think that um, know who your friends are, reach out to your friends, cling to your friends, um, work on your relationship with, with God, because I know that's very comforting to you. Um, and, I mean, I have your back if you need anything. I know you do, and I appreciate that. There's more people who have your back than don't have your back. 
I just never want it to come across that I want, gosh, the last thing I want is anybody to feel sorry for me. You don't oh, want pity. Poor Drew. He was, he went through this when he was a kid. No, I don't want that. Don't feel sorry for me. I'm fighting my ass off here. Hmm. Um, but what gives me peace is if it does help somebody, mm-hmm. if I can be there for somebody, if I can just show them empathy or show them support or show them love, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But and, and that's probably why I don't talk about it. I don't want my mom. Are you OK when we're ha- rehabbing this conversation 40 something years later? Yeah, I don't don't. You keep saying rehaving. Well. Did you have the conversation? Yes. I was five or six years old sitting on the hearth of my fireplace. Yeah. And all that was told was you was that, that we don't do that. That's unacceptable. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's not a conversation. That sounds like a scolding. Sounds like victim blaming on a, on a, on a toddler. Well, not a toddler, but. A five-year-old is a toddler. Okay. Anyway, thanks for letting me share that. Well, now I just want to beat people up. Me too. Ugh. I've told you about the time I had a dream about somebody hurting Crash like that. Yes, you did. Killed him. Yeah. Jeff says the same thing. Jeff says if somebody were hurting somebody in his family, um, he could... he could Commit murder? Yes. Me too. I, I firmly believe that. I don't know that I... I don't know that I could. I could. I, but I mean, I don't... You know, it's like the fight or flight thing. I'd probably just light the house on fire and rush out the door. I have friends like that too, <laughs> though, that I feel like I would literally throw myself in front of a bullet for man i would do that for you i'd do that for my kids yeah i would do it for you you would absolutely oh gosh don't do that why well save it for your one of your kids oh my gosh what if you why stand, is everybody getting shot what if you stand in front of a bullet for me and then you turn around and a car is hitting crash and you've given up your life for me you should have waited can't live like that <laughs> the bullet came first god this that's a deep segment we You're need welcome. more fart jokes <laughs> So are we leaving this in? Yes, we're leaving this in. Okay, I, I think it's very, very helpful. And I think it was very brave of you to talk about it. And I think, you know, a good a good bit of the population has experienced something like that. Um, and it's kind of, um, it's kind of, what's the word? Gosh, I can't think of words. This medication I'm on. Um, comforting. God. First it was isolating. Now it's comfort. Comforting to know that you're not alone. You know, I agree. And, and not to drag this segment out any longer than it already has been, but while my family was away for Thanksgiving, one night I lit a fire in the fireplace and I watched um, Brene Brown. Oh yeah, oh god, she's amazing. She's so good. She's. So, I saw her in person last year at the um, uh, Texas Conference for Women. She is amazing. Her talk was, I believe, it was "Call to Courage." Yes. And it was talking about shame. Mm-hmm. It was talking about vulnerability. And what my biggest takeaway from it was courage cannot exist without vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Don't you love she cusses too in the middle of She does of her? cuss. I love that about her. She's so real. She's a good cusser. She knows exactly yep. when to drop it. Yeah, I, she's strong. I encourage you to watch that. It was on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Uh, Call to Courage, I believe, is Brene Brown. It's, it's, it's strong. But that kind of has to do with what we're talking about right here. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, she's amazing get her on our show I wish God I know she's really amazing so are you okie dokie that's what I don't want that shit right there (laughs) I was being sincere well thank you I almost followed it up with I love you man oh but you ruined it (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to Defining Audacity with Shauna and Drew we'll be right back
What we do in life echoes in eternity. I'm Brie Bagwell, and I couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. Live on purpose. Welcome back to Defining Audacity with Shauna and Drew. Now, I would like to get really, really, really deep. Are you serious? <laughs> now. Okay. Oh, my gosh. No. Okay. Only, I don't want to steal your thunder. Let me one-up you. Guess what happened when I was a kid? Hey, Drew, hold my beer. <laughs> be awesome if you were drinking a beer. Do you ever drink beer? I do drink beer. Okay. I love a beer. Cold, cold don't beer. Don't do that. Don't do that. Why? Because it makes me want to have a beer. You can have a beer. I d- yes, but no. If I brought two cold beers, would you drink one with me? Where are we? We are in front of my shop right now in a truck. No, I mean, where are we with this make-believe beer you're Oh, okay. Now? I thought you were, I thought for a second you forgot where we are. Uh, we are sitting in the truck doing the show at lunchtime. We'll split a burger and we'll have a beer. I don't think so. Why? Well, because I don't want to drive one of their really oh. nice trucks after I had a beer. Okay, we'll let Shout you out take, to Classic Chevrolet. We'll let you take a nap before you get up on the road. What if we were at your house? Okay. Sit down at your table and we have, have a, a cold nice beer. cold beer. I could do that. And some peel and eat shrimp. Mm, that sounds really good. I know. So hungry. Okay, anyway, why were we talking about beer? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I have a would you rather for you. Okay. Now, this would you rather, I need you to go back in your mind. Okay. And it was Christmas time, Mm -hmm. and Deb was going to get you a present. Okay. Would you rather, looking back in hindsight, Mm -hmm. or with hindsight, would you have rather the stuff or to go on an adventure with your family? Ew. You had me until with my family. (laughs) Well, you're a kid. Uh-huh. Okay? So let me kind of frame this up for you. I'm down on stuff. I'm down on stuff, too, when I'm stuff a kid. Stuff is stupid. No, no. I'm down with stuff. You're down on stuff. I'm down with stuff. When I'm a kid... Well, yes. K- kids love the stuff. You asked me. Now, now, I would like an adventure. Okay. When I was a kid, I was all about the sparkly new bike. Yes. With the streamers coming mm-hmm. off the handles. Yeah, yeah you were. Um, the the fancy toy. The, yes, Barbie Dream the House. Games, the puzzles. Yeah, I know. Down with it. Okay, I'm down on stuff now as a 45 year old man. Oh yeah, I'm down on it. Yeah, my everyone asked me, "What do you want for Christmas?" I'm like, I really don't want anything. I have everything I need. Okay, so would you rather now, uh-huh. if you could go back to be six year old Shauna with your 49 and a half year old brain? Yes. Want stuff. The shiny stuff uh-huh. or go on adventure? Go on an adventure. Okay. How do you sell that to a kiddo and make them realize that when you're 49 and a half years old, you are going to treasure this trip to Disneyland or this trip to Jackson Hole, Wyoming yes. or this trip to Washington, D.C. more than you're going to cherish the crap that we give you? I think a lot of families do that. I mean, you can go on Facebook and watch videos of Christmas morning, the parents giving the kids a present. They open it up and it says, we're leaving for Disneyland in two hours. Go pack your bag. And the kids going crazy and screaming. And that's their Christmas. So I think I think you oh, can. Oh, it does happen. I think you can pull it off. Now, if you said it to your kid every year, they'd be like, am I ever going to get a bike? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, if you, I think the kids, most kids would like an adventure instead of presents. One time. I think if you did it right, they would embrace it every time. And you could save the presents for birthdays. Sure. The the bike, the Mm -hmm. fancy toy, the whatever it is. My kids, Eileen does more so than Crash. But Crash, 
my kids, for the most part, do not play with toys. Okay. Crash wants to bang the ball up against the wall. Okay. Crash wants to throw the football. Crash, mm-hmm. Which you know. is all allowed to do inside your house. Yes, exactly. Which I don't approve of. Right. Eileen will go in there and play with her dolls. Okay. But they have so many toys that they don't play with. Mm-hmm. Let's go on a really cool then, then adventure. Then do it. There's part of me that has some head trash there because you wake up, because we have a lot of traditions in my family. You wake up Christmas morning mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of presents under the tree mm-hmm. and I don't know. Okay. So I'm working through that right now. I brought it up to Crash, and he wasn't against it. Mm-hmm. I think, really, in his nine-year-old brain, he wanted both. It'd have to be something cool. It can't be, let's go to Granberry and eat ice cream on the square. No, that's not an adventure. Nothing against Granberry, Texas. That's, that's Thursday afternoon. Right. It would have to be, go glamping somewhere. Go on a fishing trip. Go to Colorado. Go to, you know. Crash really, really, really wants to go to Washington, D.C. Okay. He's a nerd. He is a nerd. He wants to go to the Smithsonian or something? Excuse me. I was wondering if we could go on a trip so we could see our national monument in Washington, D.C. You don't want to go to Disneyland or Disney World? Crash, I am judging you right now. You should. He is a gigantic doofus. I I was 19 when my dad took me and my brothers to Washington, D.C. for a trip. And um, I, I, I loved the Smithsonian. Um, I don't remember seeing any of the monuments. I don't remember seeing the White House. I remember going to the Smithsonian, and then my dad wanted to take us all to the Mint or the FBI oh, or yeah, something. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed at the two separate things. Okay, I stayed at the hotel and uh, sunbathed on the uh, on the rooftop near the pool while they went and did that. Well, <laughs> what a good trip! My mom took me to D.C. when I was in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. It was a long weekend. She took us out. It was a half. She took us out a half day from school just to extend the weekend. And it was my mom, my sister, Susan, and myself. We went to D.C. It was a great trip. I appreciated it as a seventh seventh grader. Mm. So he really, really wants to do that. But um, would he like that instead of the stuff? And when do you give it to them? Yeah. Is it like they oh come up Christmas morning? You're like get in the car. We're going to D.C. Well, okay. I also think and believe. Eileen's still a little young. She wouldn't remember, and so, those trips yet. Would she not? She's about to be seven. Okay, what do you remember about being seven? Well, uh, I remember Miss Cannon was my first grade teacher. Okay. I remember that I had to go to the bathroom, but I was too embarrassed to ask to go to the bathroom. So you peed your pants? No, I didn't pee my pants, but I, I just... I didn't know how to ask to go to the bathroom. I mean, oh. I remember stuff from that age. I guess to be fair, you don't remember what you got for Christmas and on your, uh, and when you were seven. I don't remember what I got for Christmas last year. Okay. So maybe she is at a good age, too. I mean, you could do that Disney cruise. You could take the kids to Colorado. You yeah. could. Yeah. We do have these things called flight privileges. Oh, yeah, you do. Where we get to fly do. for free. Oh, that's, that makes it easy, then. Well, you Because I was going to say, think. it'd be expensive. Um. So that's how you do it. I think you surprise them on Christmas morning because that is still a gift. And you could do a little, you could do a little um, scavenger kind of, not scavenger, but a uh, guess what we're doing. You could have Make little things. Okay. You could have little things wrapped up based on where you're going. Okay. When would I have to go? What is the window that you have to go and do something like that where it's not anticlimactic? You know what I mean? No. So you said some people say. Christmas morning, open up a present, mm-hmm. pack your bags. Mm-hmm. We're going to Disneyland today. Yeah. Obviously, that's impactful. Right. But if you're like, we're going to Washington, D.C. in April. Yeah. Okay. Is is March 
February? Do you have to do it that week between Christmas and New Year's? That's what I mean. Yeah. Where they're like, okay, so this is a spring break trip? Yeah. See, that's, I think if you're going to do that, you do that. That's your Christmas. You have to do the trip over Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You can, it's easy. Just go. Just do it. Oh, just go. Yeah. Let's ride. <laughs> Rent I'm, an RV. Okay. We're not doing that. I'm really thinking about doing this. So mm-hmm. obviously, when Tanya gets back from her trip, we will sit down and, and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And maybe the kids could have a stocking and one present. Right. To, to unwrap on Christmas morning. And I'll get them something. Okay. Just let everybody else get them stuff. Yeah. Because you know how I feel about it now. Yeah. Okay. I like this conversation. Mm-hmm. Christmas time, I hate buying my kids stuff. Tanya will buy them a random something on a random Thursday in August. Okay. I don't like doing that. But come Christmas time, and I'm walking up down the aisles of Target or Mm -hmm. wherever I am, I kind of get into the spirit, and I want to get them stuff, and I want them to know how much I love them, so I'm going to buy Eileen a cute outfit, and I'm going to get Crash that thing that that he wants. So I have to work through that personally as well. Mm-hmm. To say, hey, this trip to this place is is going. They're going to feel all the love, yes, the warm and fuzzy, all the feels. Why don't you go to Anaheim and go to Disneyland? It's so fun. It's so fun, and it's not as crowded as Orlando. The parks are smaller, but I I really enjoy it. You got Universal, you got California Adventure, and you have Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, whatever. Okay. That's a possibility. Really fun. And then you can just rent an Airbnb. So that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. D.C. is a definite possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm I, just saying it's going to be so cold in D.C. over Christmas. Right. And you may, you know, not get home because of weather. Mm. Yeah. California, here we come. I know, right? <laughs> Even like San Diego, they've got the beautiful zoo and then there's the beach and all kinds of fun little things to do in California. Okay. Good conversation. I like it. That's a yes. would-you-rather in a weird way. A weird would-you-rather. Yeah. On this Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. It is a Let's Ride episode. We're in the front seat of a really nice Chevy Silverado pickup. Thanks to our friends at Classic Chevrolet Buick GMC of Cleburne. We'll be right back. Drew and Shauna try to make everything awkward as fast as they can. This is the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. That's going to do it for this Let's Ride episode of Defining Audacity with Shauna and Drew. It wasn't light and fluffy, but I think it was a good episode. I think so, too. And it's okay. We can get deep sometimes. Okay. Do you think they appreciate it, our listeners? Do you really care? No, not really. (laughs) I mean, I do care, but... You don't care. Look... I'm not going to lose any sleep I think it comes up... Whatever comes up is it needs to. That's what needs to be talked about. It's very organic. It is very organic. We never know what we're going to talk about. I mean, you do a very little show prep, and I do zero show prep. What show prep? Hi. I, my words are escaping me today. Um, completely sober, as far as you know. Okay. No, it's so uh, we just. It's, I, pl- and it's I think planned to a certain degree, but it's not scripted. I think that's how you have to do it. That's how the all the big radio shows do it. You know. Plan not scripted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we're better than a lot of other radio shows. Do you? Yeah, I do. I really do. Mm. I'm partial. Yeah. You know what I think we're better than? That garbage, that Kelly Ripa girl, and whatever the, her and Ryan Seacrest oh, do. Oh, yeah? That is horrible television. I'm not at home to watch TV. And I don't watch TV in the morning. I only see it when I'm sitting in a doctor's office, it seems like. Uh, yeah, it's not a show I would watch. 
It's bad. Is it? They're not funny. Mm-hmm. All they're leaning on is they can bring on A-list celebrities. Sure. If we we, bring we on, have none of that. No. No offense to Holly Tucker, but she's not an A-list celebrity. We can't even get like D-E-F-list celebs. That'd right? put us on the map. A-list, one A-list celebrity in the back of this really nice Chevy Silverado pickup would put us on the map. Do you know who I really, really love? Tom Hanks. Okay. Do you know what he does on the internet? He reads nice tweets. Instead of like reading hateful things or talking about, he finds the best tweets, the sweetest tweets um, and messages out there, and he reads them. It's really sweet. Where does he do that? He just sits down in a chair, and he'll just say... And, and then just, where does he post it? On YouTube or Facebook? Uh, I don't know. I saw, it on, I, saw it, I saw it on Facebook. Okay. Maybe it's YouTube. I don't know. But I really like him. He's a really good guy. So if we could get him on the show, that would be yeah. awesome. Said every radio personality ever. If we could just get Tom Hanks on here, yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah. Let me just reach out to his Do PR people. Do you think people. he might be like Jesus? No. Oh, I feel like he is. Did you see Mr. Rogers yet? Not yet. You need to if you like Tom Hanks. Mm, I love Tom Hanks. Well, Mr. Rogers was a good dude, too. Yeah. Oh, God, he was such a great guy. But he had his stuff. Everybody does. Everybody does. If you miss- And everybody poops. That's the truth, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence, damn you. <laughs> Why are we talking about that? Why are we talking about Tom Hanks and A-list celebrities? That we don't... Um, apparently, and obviously, we don't script our shows. We oh, just gotcha. say whatever comes... <laughs> To mind. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. But thank you for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Full episodes drop Tuesday, Thursday. Many episodes drop on Wednesday. I like this new schedule. Yeah, it's nice. I think it's, and I think the shows will be better because it'll be more full of good stuff. Chock full of nuts. Chock full of nuts. Yeah. I I could always. Two go, nuts for sure. I could go for. You and me. For two nuts. Yeah. Always. <laughs> two nuts are better than one. Without a doubt. Thanks to Classic Chevrolet Buick GMC of Cleburne for getting us down the road in style. Also want to bring up December 8th, the new Granberry Live. Walt and Tina Wilkins will be on the stage at the new Granberry Live. Tickets are still available. Go to thenewgranberrylive.com. It's your opportunity to hear the story behind Walt and Tina's music. It's going to be an epic show. Super excited about it. Doors open at 545. Their part of the program kicks off at 630. And that is brought to you by our friends at First National Bank of Granbury. Walt and Tina Wilkins on the road less traveled at the new Granbury Live December 8th. If you're listening to this in real time, still time to get tickets, get to Granbury to see my live audience show with Walt and Tina Wilkins. All right, Shauna, have a great day. Uh, you have a great day. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Aren't you going to wish me good luck tonight? Oh, yeah. Shauna's award shows tonight. My award show. No, I'm up for a couple of awards, interior design awards. And so I'll best bathroom and best dining room. So I'll let you know what happens. I'm not going to win, but it's nice to be nominated. Why would you say that? Why would you put that disclaimer I just on don't it? think I'm going to, but that's okay. I mean, it's nice to be nominated. How was it chosen? Like uh, readers? I, was, I don't know. I don't know who nominated me. Well. They, they it was put on by Fort Worth, Texas Magazine. And they put a call out to the, the public a few months ago saying. To vote? Yep. Nominate your favorite space and i don't know somebody nominated me for best bathroom well, how and best... how is the winner chosen are there oh, judges I don't know. there's th- yes there's three judges sorry who yeah. are they let's go get i em. don't know i don't know who they are we'll pick them up in this truck and bribe them with tacos then you'll win for sure no good luck okay thank you i'm excited to talk about it i'll let you know well we'll share it out there on social media if you do win immediately okay. and then we'll talk about it on the show cool 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 awesome thanks for tuning in really do appreciate it make the important things important live on fire oh Pants on fire.
So you can't get your tagline. Live pants on fire. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Have a great day. See you. You too. Bye. Bye. The sky is as wide as the smile on a waitress At a late-night roadside cafe outside of Pacons, Texas Where the West is all that's left A restless soul Neon shining motel sign Inviting me inside to rest my bones and I can feel the wind blowing against my skin. How long has it been? I don't know since I felt a lot behind. I don't have the time to close my eyes and sleep till morning I've got Austin in my review and I'm bound for California I heard cold dog soup this afternoon in Houston And I'll be damned If I wasn't humming Dublin blues At sunrise just outside of Monterey's it's the sound of a violin As the stars start to settle in How long has it been? I don't know Since I felt alive behind I can feel the wind blowing against my skin. How long has it been? I don't know since I felt alive behind the wheel. Since I felt alive behind the wheel Since I felt alive behind the wheel On the open road Thank you for listening to the Defining Audacity Radio Show. We inspire people to throw a wrench in the status quo and put your goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. Are you living a bored, joyless, and uninspired life? We'll inspire you to live on purpose. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.